0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a late night version of the Divine Masculine Podcast. Tonight I'll be giving my Sort of personal journey. We'll be talking about self-transformation on this episode. So as you guys know me, if you listen to any of my previous podcasts, I pretty much jump straight in, and get to talking. So I want to speak on my personal journey because a lot of people ask me a lot of questions about how to get where I am. And it's not an easy question to ask because it took a lot for me to really, you know, establish myself at where I'm at today. So I'll go back to, as I always say, my son was born. Um, that was the day, of course, that changed my entire life, and I had to shape up in all kinds of ways. Um. So the first thing I did. I think I said this before, but the first thing I did was apologize to my father. I did not want to bring in any angst I had as a man towards my son. So me forgiving my father enabled me to put our the hurt I have for him not being around me as a child behind me. And it was me to become a father to my son, solely. So as the journey continues, of course, for that you know or that are aware, the first thing I got into with this journey was, and I'm pretty sure every spiritual individual goes through this, where it's like a pro-black phase. So that's where you know you digging deep into racism and politics and sexism and colorism and civil rights and Black Wall Street, I went through that. In the midst of that, it was um, actually a good thing I went through it because I discovered one of my favorite artists, well, actually my favorite artist which is James Baldwin. Um, James Baldwin was our author back in the civil rights era, one of the, probably the greatest author, I think he's the greatest author ever. But greatest author to me, and he came out of the civil rights era. Around the time we know Malcolm and Martin and all those guys were getting a lot of publicity, James Baldwin was the one recording or writing all of those things, articulating those things. So, you know, let's just say you as a young kid or young adult didn't really catch the civil rights movement, even though in public schools they pretty much teach us all that that is. If you came across James Baldwin, before you've seen that, or after you've seen it, you will get a way more articulate description of the civil rights movement. Of course, he has different books on different topics. And his books are like cinematics, or like very cinematic to me. So, I bring up James Baldwin because he got me into a lot of different conversations with a lot of older guys that were like pretty much on the same pro-black tip as me. And... And drove me to this guy. I told you guys before, I think. But I met him at my job. At my old job, I work at the post office. And he told me that the one thing that a lot of people can't do is look themselves, is go in the mirror and look themselves in the eyes. And I have no idea why, but that was very deep and profound to me because I never thought to look myself in the eyes in the mirror. I always just go look at myself, wash my face, brush my teeth go. That night or that next morning, I go in the mirror, I look myself in the eyes, and that was the first time I really saw myself. And that's what pushed me towards just more self-improvement. So I just bought a lot of other more self-improvement books. I even tried church. Well, I wouldn't say I tried church. I know my son's mom, she's very religious. Um, her father her grandfather is a pastor um his own church and I went to go went to go see him a few times'm not gonna lie to you guys I fell asleep <laughs> I did fell asleep I, I could not stay awake in church. I don't know what it is what it was but I fell asleep. Church, religion the whole thing was not for me but go back to the pro-black thing So after I got I got into my angelou. Um, Bell Hooks, Tony Morrison, um Asada Shakur, Black Panthers, I read about on Black Wall Street, uh, Marcus Garvey, um, Malcolm X. A lot of those guys were and women were the were people that I were like reading up on and following around at the time. So that was like the summer of twenty sixteen. I also kind of just start reading a lot more around that time. Um, like I said, I first discovered James Baldwin. And then I think that following year is when I feel like I made, like, a breakthrough. Because around that time, that's when I started to, to understand, like, you know, masculinity and femininity. And I kind of understood that um, they both are just energies but you can have him as a man or a woman. Both man can have. You can have both. It's about balance. So you can have both energies. So 2017 summertime, I went all the way in with the masculine-feminine balance. So like, I had like a feminine appearance. I was doing the this thing, and um, it was it was pretty funny, honestly, because he. On the outside, you know everybody think you're gay, but you know that nah, I'm straight. This is just how I dress. But me, I kind of went all the way left with it, just because I wanted to like really trying to. I was trying to embody that feminine energy, but I kind of realized like it was nothing about appearance. And the kind of reason I did it was because um, of Prince. I know Prince was very androgynous before. Well, not before, but when he first came out, he was very, like, into that kind of thing. And then, I don't know, something changed. I think after his son passed away, he sort of went, um, kind of left it alone. But, back to my point. So, the androgynous thing was very opening for me because it really showed me that... Being masculine or being really feminine isn't really about appearance. It's about, you know, energy, so whatever's inside you. And then, you know, that would exude externally. So instead of me trying to, you know, have this masculine and feminine balance happen outside of me, it was really in front of me. Well, it really should have came from inside, then came outside. So that's why, you know, it kind of was an uproar to people around whatever. Um, but I carried that. I carried that, and that was a really uh, integral part of my spiritual journey as well. Because around that time, I was trying to really like step into like my manhood, but I didn't know how. I really didn't know how. So part of this journey, I'll, I'll, um, so to like kind of like speed it up a little bit. I probably say around last, like so, last year, 2019, because 2018 was just a black year. I kind of don't really remember 2018, like nothing really happened that year. To be honest, it was kind of like a blank year. I have no idea why. I don't really remember anything for 2018. But 2019 was the year. I kind of, like, got my, really got my feet in the sand, you know. I was, had this toxic situation. Um, Both of us were toxic. I was and she was. And it happened all through 2019 summer. It was kind of like the first real toxic relationship I had where I would break up, she would do all this crazy stuff, and I'd take her back, or blah, blah, blah. And then I know August came, and I kind of just got tired of it. You know, that's when I started to discover, like, my my worth well I, well I rediscovered my worth and that's when I just said you know fuck this no deal with her no more and I blocked her on everything and I'm gonna come back to this thing but in a way because I've learned that in certain situations we have to approach them with a different kind of assertiveness but I'll come back to that so after August that's when I kinda got really deep into like Spiritual shit. I started meditating. I had bought some crystals. I had bought crystals. I had bought more spiritual books: Necronomicon, Liber Chaos, um, Awakening of Osiris. I read a couple books around some time. I read Monster um, by uh, Monster Cody from uh, H A Crips. I read The Way to Superior Man read The Four Agreements I read The Power of Respect by Jay Prince like those books kicked my year off and that shit got me right so I started meditating like every day every morning for about release 15 to 20 minutes but 15 to 20 minutes I would meditate every day and I remember my first experiences meditating were like wow like I saw some crazy stuff like, I saw some outlandish shit that, like, I can't really describe it to you guys, but I used to see some outlandish shit during my meditations, like, crazy shit. The one thing I do remember, and i always remember this, is when I was meditating, and um, I think I went back to a past life, because I saw this old, ancient, sand type of statue. It was a samurai statue. It was ancient and I've never seen a statue before in the history book or on Google. I tried to Google it. I've never seen it anywhere besides when I was meditating. And I think i no, I know I returned to a past life. So I started, you know, meditating. And then I meditate I meditated with crystals. That's probably this is probably one of the most extreme meditations I've had thus far. Because once I when I locked in had both crystals in my hand, um, my bed started shaking. It was super intense. My bed started shaking. Um, I had to low key tap out of that because it was it was kind of strong. It was kind of intense. I never I didn't really expect that to happen. And when I meditated with the, when I meditated with the crystals again, it was the same experience. Like my body was just super hot, but it wasn't that hot in my room when I was doing it and then that one spot it was just shaking the bed was shaking bed was vibrating for some fucking reason I don't know why so as, as far as like so when I got to the meditation of course you know you're going to get in contact with spirits and that type of thing so I remember for like a month straight around 2.33 o'clock at the end of my bed Right by my feet. I'ma say yes, it was it was a spirit. It would tap the edge of my bed three times. Boom boom boom. And then it would stop. And just walk away. And it would do that all the time. And I for one believe it was my late great-grandfather because my, my grandfather got cremated and my mom had his ashes in the house. I kind of do believe it was my grandfather because uh, my grandfather was sort of like a funny guy, so he would, you know, mess with you. But same time, that type of thing where someone was really, I felt something at the edge of my bed, tapping on my bed three times, like almost every other night. Never got scared, though. I never got scared. I never panicked. It was kind of like, yo, I know who this is. I'm about to go back to sleep. (laughs) You know, never got scared of that shit. So, that was another thing. And then, after the meditation started, I got into the occult science. Um, The occult science is pretty much hands-on science. It's pretty much you understanding that you create your reality. Metaphysics, occult is all the same. Well, no, I'm gonna say all the same, but it's pretty much basically telling you, the individual, that if you want to create the life you want, it starts with the mind. The mind is all, the universe is mental. So if you want to create the life of yourself, you have to ingratiate those thoughts. And reprogramming your mind doesn't happen overnight. So, that's something that we had to learn about. Well, that's something that I had to learn about myself. So, I kind of used, to, I really would talk things into existence. That's how I got my truck and my apartment. I talked both of the things into existence. I would talk about it so much, that it actually happened. And once you kind of get used to this, once you see how the law of attraction works, just keep doing it and it really keeps happening and you get kind of stunned because people will tell you how this thing is real but when it actually works and it's actually real you, you think it's too good to be true so that led me to of recent times so I haven't used my crystals. I haven't used my crystals in a while. I think I've I've outgrown crystals. Um, I know people that still use them. I particularly myself don't use them at all. I kind of really forgot about them until I was cleaning up my house the other day. Um, honestly, it just mind work for me. So reprogramming your mind is a part of self transformation. So I'm gonna take it off myself for a while. So no, oh, actually I'm gonna go back. So, the one thing I had to really transform was, so I'll go back to my ex, was how to approach certain things a certain way Again, getting one wanted result. So, with my ex, I had her blocked on everything, literally Twitter, IG, phone, whatever. And me... Being like the kind-hearted, kind-spirited person I am. I will take a person off the black list, Not because I want to talk to them again. But because I just think it's just so petty to like really block someone. So I'll unblock you. But I won't fuck with you still. I will just not fuck with you. Prior to me unblocking my ex, she sent me... She created a fake page. And sent me a DM... Like this sad ass DM. And me, I'll be an asshole. I just read that shit and blocked her on the second page as well. I'm like, dog, hell no. So when I I unblocked her, so I, like I said, I I have a kind heart. I really do. So I'm i a compassionate person. I'm sensitive. So when I unblocked her off Twitter, IG, my phone, she took it upon herself. To Facetime me at two in the morning. Now you would think after being blocked from somebody's phone that you wouldn't really bother trying to be trying to keep in contact with this person. No, that was not on her mind. She literally <gasps> Facetime me twice at two in the morning. That's when I knew in my head, like, yo, certain situations. For certain people really cause you to be a different kind of assertive Now I told um, my friend of mine this my friend my nigga Nez I told him the same thing like you know certain situations do call for you to just be the bigger person and not say anything but then when you're dealing with people that feel like well time heals all you got to show them like nah like I don't really fuck with you but still regardless so, when she said that, when she hit me up at 2 in the morning, I had to basically tell her the next day, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I apologize for if I hurt you. I forgive you hurting me. I love you, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't want a friendship. I don't want a relationship. I don't want nothing to do with you, like at all. And then I had to let her know, like, yo, and while there is no beef, don't you ever in your life, call my phone that fucking late. Ever. And ever since then, never heard from her. So, once you take back your energy, there's nothing anybody can do. Now, around that time, a big part of my transformation as well was forgiveness. I tell people this all the time. Like you really have to forgive. So, I forgave myself first. I forgave myself all the times where, you know, I didn't stand up for myself, or I wasn't honest with myself, or I wasn't honest at all, or I let stuff happen that I know in my, in my heart of hearts shouldn't happen, or when I just wasn't my authentic self. You no, know, a lot of times I got scared in a moment of pressure, or. A times, you know, just forgiving myself for all my shortcomings, pretty much. And then, I went ahead and forgave my parents. Forgiving your parents is probably the biggest thing because that honestly takes back, that takes their power away from them and gives your power back to you. So you can no longer blame your mom or your father for holding you back in certain areas because now, once you forgive them, the energy is yours. And then I forgave humanity. But the way I forgave humanity was forgiving my son's mom. Because we had a rocky past. And I forgave her for her part. I apologized for mine. And that was that. So when do you make those kind of moves and you really do live by that forgiveness? Like you don't do anything vindictive because you know you still hurt. But when you really pass that hurt, and when you, when you really forgive, their power that they have over you is no longer their power. After that, it's all you, and that's how you become the god or the goddess. So I want to go back to those situations where you have to be assertive. We live in an era now Where You sort of can't Just walk away From A situation Without It being Some sort of Cause not That's what it is So now we're actually being faced To like Become more confrontational Cause before With the internet People would diss each other or not diss each other whatever the case may be and then go their separate ways now it's like black people have a tradition of overstepping boundaries that's what the fuck black people do overstep boundaries like a motherfucker but in this new age like I said we doing, we, we, we transforming ourselves so yesterday you might have been the type of person to just leave it alone today, you have to be that person to sort of not bark it, but let it be known, like, yo, I'm not fucking with this, and I don't give a fuck, who give a fuck if I do or not, but I'm not fucking with this, and I'm not going to act like I'm fucking with this, I'm not going to pretend I'm fucking with this, I'm going to let you know I'm not fucking with this, and that's just what it is. Excuse me. So that was the big part of my self-transformation because I'll be the type of guy to not say anything. You know, I'll just say fuck it. It is what it is. Um and just walk and just walk away. You know, instead of just saying how I feel in the moment and let it be known that I'm not fucking with X, Y, and Z. Instead I will always try to be the guy, the cool guy. That everybody just want to get along with. But I have to realize that that's not real. If there's somebody that don't dislike you, that's, that's um, you're not doing your job. Not in a bad way. The way that you really express yourself. And people know that, okay, well, Demonte or whoever that's listening to this podcast gonna get on ass if they're not feeling right. Or they're not feeling this shit. So that's, when, that's like my biggest, part of, my biggest part of self-transformation Was addressing um, My fear of confrontation Because so my fear of confrontation Came from dealing with my mom Because like my mom would never When I would express I know everybody wants to go through this with their, with their black parents when you express that with your black parents How you feel And they feel like you're being disrespectful Or you talking back kind of feel like, yo, like I'm just telling you how I feel and now you're telling me I'm doing this, I'm doing that and it's not even that. That's what discouraged me from re-speaking my mind on certain situations that I didn't feel comfortable in. Because I feel like nobody would care how I would feel so why even say anything? And that kind of, that sort of attitude sort of carried with me in my relationships. I would, let, I would pretty much let women kind of, if I liked them, because after high school, I became, I became a simp. I'm not going to fake to y'all. Definitely had got softened up. I don't know what the fuck happened. I, mean, I know what the fuck happened. And this girl got upset at me about being an asshole. So I tried to change myself around and be more Mr. Nice Guy. But after I, after those relationships, I kind of realized, like, not the nice guy from his last thing, but <laughs> it's more so... You can be a nice nice guy, but still be assertive. And I forgot about being assertive. So I would pretty much get ran over or oh, whatever. And then when I got in with my son's mom, that issue continued and it got even worse. To the point where if we got into a, a, an argument, I wouldn't pretty much say anything. I would just shut out and go in the other room. And that doesn't create anything healthy that sort of like kind of just makes everything sit in one place so I have to get over that fear of confrontation and understand that you know just because you confront someone or tell someone how you feel if they react a certain way it's not your problem you know and they can't tell you not to feel how you feel because it's how you feel it's not how they feel So, when people get offended by how you choose to operate, fuck them. But understand that you can do the same thing as me and wake up tomorrow and say I'm not taking this shit anymore. That's the whole point of this conversation. It's for me to let you know that if yesterday you was not speaking up for yourself, today you can change your fucking mind. I don't want anybody... Listening to this, or ever not listening to this, to feel like they can't become a better person because of what somebody else feels. No, you can wake up and not want to be or deal with the shit you dealt with before. It's completely normal. So, I I was just, like I said, I was used to just being like, I was trying to be the cool guy. You know what I'm saying? I want to get to no quarrel with nobody. I want everybody to love me or whatever. Well, now nah, I just want respect, and I notice like, regardless of how you feel, like people are gonna look at you. If you, if you, I don't it doesn't matter if somebody look at you crazy or feel like you crazy because you react, you reacting a certain way. Um, if you're reacting off how you feel and what you know about yourself, if you feel like somebody crossed your boundary. And you feel like somebody was disrespecting you. If you react the way you react, and you check them, and you or you have a confrontation, first understand it doesn't have to get physical. You know, honestly, you don't have to get loud. You just let the person know how you feel. And after that, you don't have to explain anything. Honestly, if they don't get it, they don't get it. It's not up for you. It's not up to you to you know. It's those things to those guys' heads. If they don't get it, they're just not going to get it. And that's not your problem. Your problem is caring about them getting it and understanding. It. You don't have to care about that shit. So I have one question from Nez about self-transformation. And I'll answer it. I gotta find it I'm sorry guys I lost it Um, I think I found. Yeah here it goes Alright so next Asked me What does soul transformation Mean to you And should it flow to you Or is it challenging To attain So, soul transformation Means to me Like I just said Man one day Well no It's gonna take Days up to that one day But you know you doing that healing, you're doing that work. And then one day you kind of just say, yo, I'm not, I'm shedding old skin, pretty much. And the guy I was yesterday, I'm not today. Flat out. That's self-transformation. That you look in the mirror and thoroughly decided to be a better person than you were yesterday. And it should have flowed to you or is it challenging to attain? Um, it should be a challenge. Well, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge because you're reprogramming your mind. And as people don't understand, to repro- reprogramming your mind is not going to take one day. It's constant work, it's constant affirmations, constant mantras, constant meditation to get you in that mind frame where it's like, okay, you know, I'm a different person now. It'll flow. But it'll still be a challenge. It'll be both. Because if you're in alignment, it's going to flow with whatever you got going on. But if you're out of alignment, it's going to seem more of a challenge. But it'll be a a challenge regardless just because you're going against your old self, your comfortable self. The self that's been here for 24 years, 25 years, that's just been cooling. So it'll seem a a little hard only because you're going up against your old self. But in actuality, it's more of a flow. The biggest part about self-transformation is... The people around you... Will notice it before you do. And when they notice that, you step into that power... They'll do anything they can... To bring you back down to what they they knew you as. So I seen a quote the other day or a tweet... That says, some people keep you as friends... Because they don't want to have you as an enemy Meaning they know how powerful you are And they'd rather have you as a friend Than an enemy So it's not like they keep you as a friend Because they want to hug on you And bid you up No, they want to keep you down Because if you power up And you go away from that friendship You're going to be a hard enemy to deal with You feel me? So that's my excerpt That's the end of this podcast Um, I'm actually a self-transformationist For me um, I know a lot of people Going through this, this Spiritual journey I just want to tell everybody To keep their heads up This shit is easy Once you get into The groove of things Um Heal in itself Is a lot more easier Where it's not It's a lot harder If you are actually Doing the shadow work These light workers Is lying to y'all niggas man All this light love Peace bullshit Hell no, nah, Fuck that shit The real shit This dark shit I tell y'all the one thing that helped me was really locking myself not really locking myself but I learned some from, from Goggins David Goggins you go to a dark room literally rather you do a figuratively or literally I did it literally I went into a dark room my bathroom and I closed the door and you know I just said to myself like this is me shedding Or leaving my old self in this dark room that's what I said to myself and I came out a new person the person that I was meant to be so I say peace to you guys love you guys thank you for listening all the way through peace and love as always I'm out